Let's get nuts. Sorry about that. Sorry I'm a little bit late, but yeah, I had a little bit of a technical difficulties right there. It happens. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Who Wednesday Film Junkie Live. How are we doing today? Hopefully you guys had a good day. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that like, thumbs up. Do all that. Share the stream, everything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, we're going to be talking about all things Disney today. There's like... Yeah, doing a live stream, no DCU talk. How about that? Because there was like really nothing that's happened in the DCU world. So we're going to talk about all the Disney, the drama, and all the stuff that was revealed today. Talk about the promo for uh, Deadpool 3. They got revealed that shows uh, another look at Wolverine with the mask, Hugh Jackman with the mask. The little oopsies that happened with Pedro Pascal in the SAG-AFTRA. And then, uh, yeah, something I was... Kind of thinking about this week when it came to Dwayne Johnson. Anyways, how we doing out there? I forgot to set up my uh, chat thing here. Give me a second. Oh, man. Like I said, I was having too many difficulties. Too many difficulties. Let me go ahead and pull my little chat window. Sorry. But, yeah, I'm just, just so much uh, Disney stuff. And, like I said, it's just too many freaking sequels, man. It's like nothing but sequels, sequels, sequels. And then there's even, uh, obviously, the members-only live stream that's going to happen. So if you don't want to join that, become a member, we do that after every Wednesday stream. There we go. Got my window. This is the best live stream. It's the best. I tell you, it's the best. What's going on, Clark Connor? They fired her over an opposed opinion, which is pathetic. She needs justice for what them jerks at Disney did. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a, it's a polarizing uh, subject. It's divisive, for sure. What's going on? Ahoy, hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Always great to see you, sir. Hello, Mama Film Junkie. Love you. Good to see you, as always. And then, of course, we have uh, Mr. Eric right here. Today's call was basically Iger doing that Naked Gun clip. He's uh, Leslie Nielsen. Everything's fine here. And they certainly, certainly invested a bunch of money when it comes to a lot of things. I mean, it's one way to do it. I guess you could say the timing was really, because, you know, this investor's presentation meeting, wherever the hell you want to call it, came at a perfect time, that's for sure. What's going on, Mr. Nobody? That's still like that. There we go. Get rid of that. Hello, everyone. Happy hump day. If Gina wins, will that open the door for other actors, writers, and uh, directors, and et cetera, who disagree or don't obey the overlords wannabe? Yeah, I mean, it could. It could. Very well. Could very well do that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Versus Seed, if Gina needs the money, she should just do OnlyFans. Everyone wins. No more division on the Gina situation. Everyone will come together. The the choice of words on that last part right there. Hello. Uh, Let's see. Oh, boy. Russ is here with his caps locks. And, yeah. All right. Um... (laughs) I'll, one of these days, I'll understand your humor. Um, Snyder Bros, what's going on? Hello from Vegas. What's going on from Vegas? Jason, what's happening? Uh, let's see who else we got. We got Game City Savior. What's going on? Pascal loves that Disney money. Well, of course. Who wouldn't? And who would not? What's going on, Mr. Axel Droga? Feel like some boneless chicken. All right, cool. Let me go get yourself some boneless chicken. You're sick. I like a uh, new place of... Disney and Elon Musk is uh, getting sued. Oh, shit. I can't wait. Wait, what? 
He, well, Elon's also getting sued. I thought he was helping. Okay, well, I think Elon's always getting sued, apparently, but I don't know. Anyways. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I don't have my stream deck. Still is not working. Still haven't fixed it, so I have to, like, scroll through all my little drops here, and I can never find anything. There it is. There you go. Turn that off. All right. All right. Thank you guys for showing up, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I was like, oh, man, is the Disney stuff really going to be the main topic? And it's like, yep, here we are, main topic. Oh, man. So that's good. So, all right, let's get to some tweets here. Let's see what's happening in the Twitter world, see what's going on. All right. Let's see. We're good. All right, got that going. All right, we're good. All right, here we go. Starting off right here, we got some Joker versus Batman art, which, of course, is 89 Batman. And it's got, like, uh, that logo that I love so much. That's pretty cool. And then we got, uh, you know, release the Schumacher cut. I mean, I guess this is, like, a cut scene from the Schumacher cut, a little cut frame or something like that of Chris O'Donnell's Robin right there. So that's interesting. Blurry cut. And then just, here it is, folks. I mean, we heard about this, right? We knew that this was not going to be anything about Spider-Man or anything like that when it came to Tom Holland. When he said that there was a big announcement on Monday, and then, of course, he hit the golf ball. And I, I knew, I mean, I think we all knew there was going to be nothing, had nothing to do with Spider-Man 4, which made, makes sense because this year is strictly all about, this year is all about, I would say, uh, not just Deadpool 3, but also Daredevil. I think Daredevil Born Again is being a lot of people are watching that. And of course, a lot of people are very excited for Deadpool 3. So I think this year for Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige is really those two properties. I mean, obviously, everything else is being in development. But when it comes to things, it just doesn't seem like Spider-Man 4 is really at the top of it, the list currently right now. But it's just like, yeah. So Tom Holland will star in a new stage adaptation of Romeo and Juliet for the West End. So that's what that was all about. So good on Tom. Should be great. Doing something different. Nothing wrong with that. And then speaking of Marvel Studios, this happened yesterday, apparently. Uh, a crew member working on the set of Marvel's Wonder Man series has sadly passed away after falling from the rafters. Yikes. Again, this is why Disney is kind of just like in a, in a weird spot right now. Our thoughts and deepest Condolences are with his family and friends, and our support is behind the investigation into the circumstances of this accident, says Marvel. So, and I think uh, I didn't respond, but I think somebody who works in that world, Chris, right here, he was uh, mentioning, he was responding to this, and I forgot to respond. Sorry, Chris, but he said, rigging an electrician, not a lot of info out from the union yet, but if he was up in the perms and his harness failed or wasn't wearing one that's a high fall and he said just checked on our crew pages again it was likely due to poorly maintained wood on the perms which is definitely a problem on most of the studio lots most of them need to be renovated or updated so this is somebody who works on sets works with crews part of the crews and that's what he had to say when he responded to that so thank you chris i hear good Give you some hearts right there. Anyway, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for answering that. And then we got uh, our first look at Francis Ford Coppola's Megalop Megalopolis. Megalopolis. Of course, the, the, the movie that he is funding himself. We have a title. And we have some buildings with some destruction. A statue that's leaned up against a building. So not much here, but hey, 
This uh, this movie definitely intrigues me because he put his own money into it. And, of course, it stars Adam Driver, Aubrey Plaza, Giancarlo Esposito, Lawrence Fishburne, Chloe Fineman, Shia LaBeouf, um, uh, uh, Natalie Emanuel, and then, of course, Jason Schwartzman. So that's pretty cool. And then look at this. We got some art. We got some art from Felipe Isla Art. Look at that. We got some Millie Alcock right there with the Supergirl, of course, based off of uh, based off of the more women of woman of tomorrow type of suit. That looks really cool. I think he had some other ones too, some other entries, I believe. Yeah, right here. So he had a couple more uh, designs. And uh, these are cool. These are really cool. I'm really digging these right here. I think uh, the first one, probably the best one, he just has the second one's just her with shorter hair. So he's got some different hairstyles too. But, uh, you know, kind of makes you wonder too, are they going to go with the skirt? They're probably going to go with the skirt, right? I think everybody wants the skirt. When you think of Supergirl, you think about the skirt as opposed to just having a full suit. But then, of course, you know, we are in modern times here. They did give uh, Melissa Benoist a full-on suit and got rid of the skirt. So I guess we'll see what happens when we get that design. Who knows if that's going to be this year? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then an update from Eric Davis when it comes to CinemaCon. Universal is actually going to be showing The Fall Guy, which I'm looking forward to, at CinemaCon. So that's cool. And then we got Cameron right here, Ghost Eyed TA. I, I'm actually, I actually used, uh, I asked if I could use his posters right here in the, a thumbnail. He's got some Superman Legacy edits right here pretty cool not bad i think he like inspired by the uh the hoakland the recent hoakland um suit henry cavill says his uh, warhammer 4k project is the greatest privilege of his professional career how dare he not say that about superman now um yeah so that's gonna be kicking up in the gear and of course i think uh henry cavill wants to kind of forget about his hair and argyle at the moment maybe you got Dustin Macy right here doing some uh, art for Batfleck. That's pretty sweet. And then we got Christopher Nolan talking about Dune Part 2 and giving his praises. I think it's an extraordinary piece of work, and I think people are going to be amazingly uh, excited to see it. And they'll be able to see it on IMAX Film, and it's a wonderful translation. I think it, uh, the format looks, looks incredible there. So I need to say that I was able to bring... Dune part two, I shot it for IMAX, but we were able to do film prints, film prints. because of you. And that I'm so grateful again, Chris Nolan. I cannot say thank you enough for what you're doing for cinema. <laughs> yes, he's the man. He is the goat. So that's cool. So IMAX film, all because Christopher Nolan and with Oppenheimer being such a huge success, man, he's just he has so many resources, so many resources, that man, which is great. We got some behind the scenes. Jim Carrey with his uh, melted face at the end of Batman Forever. That's pretty cool. Take it easy, sweetheart. We got a top hat here. That's right, for Oswald Cobblepot. We just need that uh, that umbrella. So he's looking more and more like the Penguin, I guess, as we go along when it comes to the Penguin series. He's got the bow tie, got that suit, the Penguin-type suit. Don't they call that a penguin suit or something like that? But well, we got a top hat. We just need that umbrella. We just need that umbrella next, man. And then we got uh, Dustin Macy right here doing an Aquaman art right there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. This is interesting. So we got a new Godzilla Kong, the new Empire poster. Yeah. 
I dig it. It's uh, it's different. I just uh, to me it looked like an album cover. Like they're having a like they're collaborating. They're having a duet. That's cool. And then DC Film News posed this question right here, which of course is always going to be a thing, a divisive thing when it comes to fandoms. DC fandom. They asked like, who's uh, the favorite Batman composer? Elfman, Zimmer, or Giacchino? And I saw that I saw this uh, this morning, and I went, oh yeah, they all have their unique Batman themes. And of course, naturally, I'm like, well, Hans Zimmer is the better composer, and he did it twice. He did a a Batman theme twice, obviously for the Dark Knight trilogy, and then came back to do BVS, but of course in collaboration with Junkie XL. But but naturally, even though he's a douche, he's a douche. Danny Elfman has the more iconic Batman theme because he's so recognizable. And then Shirley Walker took that theme and applied it into the Batman, the animated series. But, uh, you know, so, yes, it'll always be iconic and whatever. And, uh, of course, he always said, like, there's only one Batman theme. Shut up. Remember when that was all happening? That was stupid. But uh, but then, of course, Michael Giacchino, he brought some fresh blood into a Batman theme, and he made a really pretty uh, dark Batman theme. So I like... I like all three, but yeah, let's face it. Zimmer is the goat. Zimmer is definitely the goat. And then uh, speaking of Dune Part 2, you could watch about a six-minute featurette um, with a, a scene. And I'm like, all right, I don't need to watch this. I'm going to wait. I'm sure some of you guys watched it. I'm like, cool. They released, what, six, seven minutes or whatever the hell of Dune, like a scene. And I'm like, no, I want to watch this on a big, huge IMAX. So I didn't watch it. But whatever. And then, of course, there's the uh, IMAX film print right there. Look at that thing. Beast. Beastly. Uh, and Ryan Gosling got to visit the Animaniacs during a, a, a photo shoot. So that's pretty funny. I, apparently, he's always been an Animaniacs fan and he wanted to go up into the, uh, the Warner Brothers Tower. And then, hey, <laughs> so, OK, we've we've all been joking about these Dune Buckets. And apparently the cast was asked about the Dune Buckets. I mean, obviously, I don't think they were asked the... Uh, they, they, obviously, the internet would, had a dirtier response when it came to the Dune Buckets, looking like flashlights. Even I did. But, uh, you know, a lot of... You know, they asked them. popcorn bucket. Asked them. <laughs> it's not okay. No. If I see a bunch of people... See, Florence Pugh, she, she, she goes, no, not okay. <laughs> If I see a bunch of people in the theater with one of those freaking buckets in their hand, I'll be like, okay, you're an idiot. But just from a purely, like, like no. eating popcorn standpoint, it's you can't it's get different. anything out of it. It's like, it, it pulls the popcorn out of yeah. your hand. It doesn't, like, yeah. one kernel at a time. <laughs> see, Florence, Florence is, she's got dirty thoughts going on right there. There's no way that she doesn't. I think she's, she's thinking other Before things. Before you get it out. You know, you go in, you get a handful, and then by the time you get it out, there ain't nothing in your hand. I'm not going to stick my hand in there. Like, I'm good. I'll starve. But Unless I'm getting a milk dud out of it, forget it. That is my, my treat of choice in a movie. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just particularly no yeah, things. All it, if it's milk dud, I'll do it. Josh Brolin said, ain't no way I'm putting my hand in that thing. I was the exact opposite. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think he's getting a little dirty with it too. I think. So I guess it's kind of genius. Oh, everybody's touch this item. It will be. We're talking about it. That's all that matters. And that's what I said. I said this is marketing. Literally, it was just somebody just took a picture of it, put it online, and it went viral, and it went everywhere. 
Everybody's talking about it. It's perfect marketing right Adders. there. Genius I gotta, marketing. Yeah, just stick your hand in there just because we're talking about it. <laughs> Somebody might be mortally offended right now about the reaction to this, or someone's going, this is exactly how mm -hmm. I planned it. We've had the conversations. It's like, did nobody realize? And I think they all realized and said, yeah, they're going to this is going to create a stir. Everybody's That's what I said. Thank you, Batista. I said the same thing. They said, no, just put it out there and let the internet General do its one. thing. Actually, you could probably take it on rides, though. You could take it on, like, fairground rides. The popcorn's it's not going to come out. It's exactly. not going anywhere. It's definitely <laughs> Take not it around Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So there you go. See? It works. Marketing. Perfect marketing. And then uh, spe speaking of Florence Pew, 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 she says... That apparently Thunderbolts is the next thing she's going to be doing, even though she said it kind of feels like it still might not happen because of the amount of times it has been paused. Remember, this is supposed to come out of uh, come out July next year as well. So obviously on Monday's Film Junkie Live, we talked about our yeah, we talked about Jurassic World coming out on the second, and then of course Superman Legacy coming out on the eleventh. So. Yeah. So and then this is interesting right here. So we got Joe Manganiello. And Jim Lee sharing some steaks. Looks like that are some ribs. That looks delicious. I'm hungry. But apparently they met up together and uh, had some meats. And I love how Meganella brought his little chihuahua. My God, that's so funny. He's like such a big, you know, masculine dude. And he's always got this chihuahua. What is he, Paris Helton? But um, so that got people rubbing their chins like, huh, why are Jim Lee and Meganello? Meeting up with each other. Anything have to do with Deathstroke? Probably not. Probably has nothing to do with anything. But hey, us fanboys and girls can make it about something. And then we got a new Madam Web poster. This is another good poster. So they decided, okay, let's not do the floating heads. Let's do some creative posters. So whoever somebody got to do these posters is actually doing a pretty good job because this is a pretty good poster too. I don't mind this. I actually like this. I dig this. So look at look at them. Look at them. Uh, let's see here. We got this cool George Molina drawing right there of Batman, Robin, Batgirl, Batmobile, everything. So that's pretty cool. Someone's got some muscles. That's right. Isabella Merced showing off those gains. Showing off those gains. So obviously everybody who's going to be part of Superman Legacy has been showing off what they're looking like. We've gotten numerous looks. I mean, obviously, Corn Sweat hasn't, but he had somebody post pictures of him. Obviously, not showing like the, you know, showing that, yes, he's gained some significant size. But uh, I mean, I think the Maria, what's her name? Ferrara, she's been showing the most, which is perfectly fine by me. She is looking pretty ripped. But it looks like Isabella is also going to be, is also showing off what she's got right here. But what's interesting about this, too, what's interesting about it is like the fact of the matter is, is like, how much how they're they just gonna get in like ridiculous shape for just a little little amount of screen time or are they just gonna keep it up that's what's so funny but i guess you have to you got to get into the shape but it's just kind of kind of crazy that they're gonna have to like work out and get all yoked as she's saying and just only be in it for like a little bit amount of time but hey i don't mind it keep on posting more stuff skin arms whatever don't be pervy okay and then Warner Brothers got another, uh, well, they got a good get right here. A W, I guess you could say, hopefully. But they landed uh, the Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan package following heated bidding war. Heated. Heated bidding war. So I wonder if uh, Zazzy Pants got with, uh, you know, got, got into it with Iger Pants. 
But uh, apparently the first movie that it's going to be is, of course, going to be this vampire movie. It's a period piece vampire movie. Almost, I, I think I paused way too long on that um, because that would that, that just sounds like a gross movie. But anyways, um, yeah, but I, I guess there's going to be multiple movies. I don't know. I don't know what this means when it comes to when it comes to the Superman Val Zod movie that's possibly going to be coming out too. I don't know if that's still a thing and Coogler might be involved with that. I don't know. It's all going to be interesting. And yay, Peacemaker 2, the script is finished. I still don't think there should be, but hey, I'll still watch it because I liked the first season. But yes, accurate, says James Gunn. It is complete. Ah, Dakota Johnson. So she's just, her quotes are just funny. And Dakota Johnson right here, when asked about, you know, the state of the industry, I guess, she said it's really fucking bleak in this industry. It is majorly disheartening. The people who run streaming platforms don't trust creative people or artists to know what's going to work, and that is just going to make us implode. It's really heartbreaking. It's just fucking so hard. It's so hard to get anything made. So we got that, and she's not wrong when it comes to the streaming and them not trusting the artists. I mean, she's not really wrong with that. And then we got this right here. She got asked. She got asked about... The quotes in the first trailer, because that got all memed. So she got also asked about that. You might be aware there was a line from the trailer that went sort of viral. Sort of viral. <laughs> it was the line she has, has no idea what the hell. You would think her team would, would, would update her. Why did that go viral? I think it went viral because out of context, people were just like, what does this mean? Did you, did you catch that at all? She's, she has no. no idea what the hell. Somebody brought this up, and I have no idea what it's about. There were lots of memes because I think people were like, what is that? Just out of the context of it, it was just a very... But isn't bizarre. any sentence out of context out of context? Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's a good a point. Silly thing. There was just lots of bits that were like, oh, that, and that, and that. Do you know what I mean? He was in the Amazon researching spiders with my mom before she died. Yeah. She's so. Seems like a basic storyline. <laughs> but maybe I'm just underneath it. You know what it is? It's the delivery of the line. It's just pure cheese, and it was just memeable. It's the internet. It just was so memeable. The delivery was what did it. I think that's pretty much why it, it did that. So, but that's just her face. Hilarious. And then who's ready for uh, Quiet Place uh, Day 1? This is looking pretty good. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. You know what? This, uh, this franchise is pretty brilliant. <coughs> so good. Jaiman. Oof. The brilliance of this franchise is how it started. When uh, how it started, um, the fact that it just started with like this Tremors meets Signs type movie, John Krasinski, um, very much a, a great idea, and it 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 blew everybody away. And then they tried to they continued it and kind of did a flashback to day one as well, but in a smaller town, but it was mainly, all right, let's continue the story. And it, that, and the second one was good. And it's like, all right, now let's do a much more crazier, bigger budget 
showing the day one and showing what how these monsters got here. So it is pretty cool how it worked itself to be bigger, even though it's showing, even though it's going backwards, even though it's a prequel. So I thought that was, I just think that was pretty cool right there. So looking forward to it. Turn that off. If I could find it, Jesus Christ. Tell you, I missed my little stream deck thing. I got to get that thing fixed. Anyways, oops. Shut up. Shut up, you. Okay. All right. Where are we at here? Where we got out of the chat? Dave Nolan owns the film manufacturer that used. Okay. Can you turn your caps lock off? Uh, <laughs> okay. So that's cool. Appreciate, appreciate that info. So, all right. Let's go ahead and just talk about uh, the main topic here. Talk about some Disney stuff. I'm sure you guys are excited, right? Are we excited for all the Disney? Are we excited for all the Disney? I turned off that. I'm sure you guys are, right? So Disney, yeah, a lot of things revealed today. Trailers. Mona 2 was like the first thing that came about, and everybody was like, oh, my God, because apparently that was actually going to be a series at first, but now it's just a movie, and there's still going to be a live-action version of my, of Mona. My, Mona. I'm saying it wrong. Of course, I'm saying it wrong. But uh, then the biggest thing that uh, got released, the next thing, the next trailer that got released was a big, huge trailer because <laughs> Disney invested $1.5 billion for a stake in Epic Games to develop a new universe for the whole Fortnite thing. Holy Lord. So I'm sure you guys saw this. Discover a place where magic is epic. It's a pretty cool shot, but yeah, you got everything right here. You got Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, Disney stuff. I mean, it's all that. And not to mention, you can see back here, you got ESPN. There was like a whole deal with come, when it comes to streaming, when it comes to ESPN and some of the other ones. Hey, look at that. You got a Hoth over here. That's pretty cool. But yeah, you got all the different little islands right here when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this new world right here. So $1.5 billion when it comes to this right here. Wow-wee-wee-wow. And right here we got uh, we got we got this going on. So here's all the movies when it comes to 2024 that they talked about and basically revealed when they're coming out. So 2024 we got all these. Uh, my own. Am I saying I'm totally saying that wrong? I don't, I don't even see those movies. I really don't. So that was like the big one because obviously they had the trailer and it's coming out in November. But they also revealed that the the officially revealed that Alien Romulus is the actual title. We already heard that that was going to be the case. And apparently there's a poster floating around that the people were saying that it was a fan-made poster, but then I saw like Variety or one of the big trades post the poster. It looked pretty cool, but people were saying that that was, uh, you know, that was actually fake, so. But then, of course, you got next year. So we got Captain America next, uh, next year, pretty much almost a year from now. Captain America Brave New World, which apparently that one's having some significant reshoots that are happening when it comes to that. Uh, Disney Snow White, which, yeah, that one's also not just uh, fared too well when it comes to behind the scenes. Fantastic Four. So I guess we're going to be getting finally confirmation 
And obviously, we're going to talk about the Pedro Pascal thing. But finally, we're going to get confirmation about uh, Fantastic Four, the cast, because that thing's going to have to start getting get going. Elio, don't know what that is. And then, of course, the live action Moana is going to be right there. And then Thunderbolts, 27. I don't think that. I think that's going to move. Blade is on there. God knows what's going to happen with Blade. And then, of course, Zootopia 2 and uh, Avatar 3. So finally, we're going to get the Avatar Avatar 3, but not for another freaking almost two years. Zootopia 2. Zootopia 2 should have already come out. The first one came out, and everybody enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And we're finally going to get the sequel, but not until 2025. And then you got 2026. Avengers King Dynasty, they're still calling it the King Dynasty, apparently. Untitled Star Wars, Untitled Marvel, Untitled Everything, and also in 2026, too, apparently. Um, they're also going to be doing, like, Frozen 3 and Toy Story 5. <sighs> sequel, sequel, sequels. Jesus. Why? Why do we need another Toy Story? I don't, I don't understand that. Zootopia 2, sure, but it feels like it's a little too late for that. Frozen, I never watched those movies. But I know like every parent was hated those movies because their children wanted to constantly watch that movie. And and you have that main song that's in there. But, yeah, I never watched that. But can we just stop it with the Toy Story or, or, or reboot it? I don't know. It's just getting like how many times are we going to say goodbye to these? <laughs> how many times are we going to say goodbye to Woody and Buzz? How many times? Toy Story 3 ended so perfectly, and then they brought him back for Toy Story 4. Didn't have much of an impact, as much of an impact, but they still had to, like, say goodbye again. And now they're... Uh, it's freaking annoying. Uh, it's freaking annoying. And apparently, too, when it comes to Disney+, Plus, let's see here. When it comes to Disney+, Plus, let's see, I forgot what the actual number was. Disney+, Plus. well, Disney+, Plus. oh, God, is getting Taylor Swift's The Eras. The Eras Tour, so so if anybody didn't catch the Eras Tour, man, guess what? You'll be able to catch it. And, of course, they're talking about renewing all the stuff and whatever, but what was the subscribers? Come on. Oh, jeez. They lost, like, a bunch of subscribers, and I forgot to pull that information up. All right, jeez. If you type in Disney Plus, subscribers, come on. Nope, I'm still not pulling up. I could have swore I saw something. There it is, 1.3 million subscribers. So I don't think the investors really like to hear that. But then again, then they're like, well, we got Taylor Swift's heiress tour, and that thing blew up, and she's the biggest thing in the world. So maybe the investors were okay by hearing that. But yeah, 1.3 million subscribers. And I'll admit, I was one of them that dropped it. Um, as soon as Loki was done, I was it. that was it for me. I checked out. I don't know. I no longer have Disney Plus, so I was one of those. But yeah, so all this came about, and it was perfect timing because of the drama. I mean, first off, the the, the death that happened in Marvel Studios. Apparently, they raised money for the family when it came to uh, when it came to that crew member. So you had that, which you know, that's. I mean, obviously, it's an accident, so it's not not too bad. But then, of course, we have Gina Carano. That's right, Miss Gina Carano is suing Disney. And I say good. I know it's uh, there's a there's a discourse. There's a big discourse when it comes to her. But at the same time, we always talk about, you know, Disney and the evil corporation, the way it is and blah, blah, blah. And we're always like throwing it. So the fact that she's suing, I'm like, good for her. Let her do it. Now, 
Obviously, one of the reasons why she got fired from The Mandalorian is because of some of the stuff that she was posting during the pandemic that, uh, you know, didn't fare well, you know, didn't, people just didn't like what she had to say, obviously, you know, and she leans right. So naturally it was like, okay, people didn't like, and yeah, she did do a thing where she compared things that were happening in the pandemic to the Jews and the Holocaust, which, yep, that one should have stayed in the drafts. I will say that. But at the same time, then when all the firing happened, I was like, well, I don't like it when that happens. But, hey, they did all that and whatever. And then, of course, we have, uh, you know, the discourse when it comes to all that. And then, of course, she became a champion to the right side of the aisle, which is always the case. She was like she she basically everybody lifted her up over there. And then obviously she wasn't going to get any more parts when it came to Hollywood. So then they were trying to make movies with her, which. You know, they were in people on that side of the aisle were like, yeah, you screw them. You don't need Star Wars. You don't need Disney. We got we'll put you in movies over here. But I don't know anybody who saw those movies. <laughs> anybody see those movies? I didn't see those movies. So I was just kind of like, all right, that's crazy and whatever. And you know what? To be honest, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't really think she's like the greatest actress. I mean, I don't think she should have been like canceled and thrown out of Hollywood. No, but I was like, people are making it sound like she's like this phenomenal actress. I'm like, she's a badass. Like in the movies she's been in, she's been a badass because she was an MMA fighter. Sure. But yeah, so there was that whole thing. And that's just the way I mean, I know there are people that just hate her. Absolutely hate her. But it's funny because they also hate Disney. And now somebody's suing Disney. So you think. That maybe they would be like, oh, okay, I'll champion her a little bit. But you know, you know how it is nowadays. It's like you have to just be on one, fully one side or the other. It's ridiculous. But then she gets Elon Musk to back her up. So that's another thing. A lot of people hate him too. And he's backing her up. So she's pretty much got a money supply right behind her. And then, of course, Elon Musk has been trolling and teasing that he might acquire Disney, which that would be very interesting. And I'll say more about that during the members only stream uh, when it comes to certain details, when it comes to whole Elon Musk possibly acquiring Disney. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So we got this article right here. Gina Carano sues Disney over Mandalorian firing in a lawsuit funded by Elon Musk. Uh, in an escalation of standoff over her firing and from the Mandalorian, Gina Carano is suing Disney, blah, 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 discrimination. Carano, in a complaint filed Tuesday in California federal court, alleges she was fired for voicing right-wing opinions on social media and seeks a court order that would force Lucasfilm to recast her. Elon Musk making good on a promise to foot the legal bill, and he's also asking other people who maybe have gotten let go for these reasons as well, who claim they have been discriminated against due to their activity on his platform is helping fund the suit through X. And then talking about the, the statement right here as a sign of X cores, court, um, Commitment to free speech. We're proud to provide financial support for Gina Carano's lawsuit, empowering her to seek vindication of her free speech rights on X and the ability to work without bullying, harassment, or discrimination. Of course, talking about the uh, announced that Gina that Carano would uh, not be returning because most uh, most people today don't realize. Uh, that to get to the point of where, you know, talking about that and that whole comparison, you know, I already said when it came to that. So that's pretty much it. And it says right here also, 
According to the complaint, Disney and Lucasfilm harassed and defamed Carano for refusing to conform with her viewpoints on issues relating to Black Lives Matter, preferred pronouns, and disproven claims of election interference. While she was allegedly fired for her cultural and religious beliefs, Carano argues that the entertainment giant turned a blind eye to her male co-stars who allegedly made offensive and denigrating uh, posts directed towards Republicans. She posts... Uh, she posted Pedro Pascal's 2017 post comparing former President Trump to Hitler. Oi! Don't you hate it when it gets political, but everything gets freaking political. Well, we'll see what happens. I Like I said, I, I don't really, to me, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, okay, good on her for suing the big, huge giant. Sure. But then at the same time, I was like, I totally was like, oh, yeah. That was a thing, and then she was doing other movies that nobody cared about. Um, but, you know, I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Let's pop the, pop the popcorn and sit back and watch. She might not have a case. It might get thrown out. Who knows? But, again, she's getting backed by one of the richest people in the world. So we'll see what happens when it comes to all that. It should be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm all about free speech. I'm all about free speech. But at the same time, I don't know the details when it came to her firing and all that stuff. Again, I know I love it when people like think they know everything about this. I'm going to claim that I don't. And I'm just giving a little bit of an opinion. But some people just like think they know like everything about this. And then, of course, they get on one side or the other of this whole thing. And it's it's crazy. But it should be interesting because I don't know. I mean, Disney, who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen when it comes to all this and then and then we'll be so lucky because then you know elon's gonna acquire disney and then gina carano is gonna star in all the disney movies <laughs> i'm just saying i don't I, I don't she's beautiful she kicks ass but acting it's a little it's whatever so sit back and enjoy see what happens uh how are we responding to this the speech is free dave but the consequences aren't freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom without consequences. Exactly. Which is, I get that. I totally get that. <clears throat> that nut job, Rachel Zegler, was attacking her and Jeremy Renner online. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. Well, yeah, Zegler, my, 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 my buddy, my buddy Zegler. But again, I don't know if there was like, uh, you know, I don't know the logistics of all that. And I'm not going to pretend like I do, so... Like I said, I don't really care, but, you know, the drama is there, and I like the fact that there's heat. There's heat on Disney and Iger. And then Elon is going to be just, he's going to, what, is he going to become a monopoly? <laughs> Anyways, let's get over that. Deadpool 3, Wolverine. We got a promo. A little promo that got apparently leaked, leaked, leaked. One of the scoopers leaked it. I do not think when they post something that it's an actual leak. I think it's handed to them. And it's smart on Marvel Studios to actually do something like this. I think it's planned. Just like when it came to John Campia getting those images of the three Spider-Men in the final act of Spider-Man No Way Home with all the green screens and everything like that. And he put his watermark on it, which was weird. I think he, it was handed to him. It's just Marvel's just using the Internet, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. I think other studios are finally realizing, like, hey, you can utilize the Internet to market your movie. Like, like, like I said, with the Dune popcorn bin. It's part of marketing. It's part of marketing. So when these leaks come out and these scoopers put their watermark all over it, I'm going, okay, you were handed this by someone 
paid to put it out there and now it's all over the place. So that's why I'm like, all right, maybe I shouldn't show this, but I think it's I think it's okay if I show it. And there it is right there. So we're getting that Wolverine mask with the claws out and everything. Both of them posed right there. Looks really good. I think that looks great. That looks fantastic. Can't wait to see the actual image. Can't wait to see them together. Obviously, we got the trailer that's coming out this weekend for Super Bowl, so that's cool. Yeah, you can't tell me that that was not planned right there. But what I wanted to actually ask and what I was thinking about today is that Wolverine mask. I mean, obviously, it's got the white eyes, which is everybody's freaking out about that because there's always that discussion about the white eyes and masks. I mean, we keep on talking about it when it comes to Batman. Will it ever work with Batman? Maybe one of these days, maybe with Brave and the Bold, it will work. But what's interesting about that is when we saw all those set photos and we saw Hugh Jackman in the yellow suit, we never saw him with the mask. And then just looking at the mask and the fact that it's got the white eyes, are they going to digitally put on the mask in some some cases? Is that what they is that what's going to happen? Are they going to actually and I was kind of looking at some of those images today. I don't see any mocap dots on his face. But it's just kind of made me go are they going to digitally put that thing? There's like a pose that he has on the beach where he's about to like F somebody up, but he doesn't have the mask on. And I'm like wondering, is the mask come later or are they going to digitally put on it? I hope they don't digitally put the mask on. But then again, when it comes to Deadpool's mask, sometimes just to make the eye movements look really good, they do have the mocap dots and a special mask for that. So I don't know, but maybe not. There's probably obviously a full-on mask, but I'm just wondering in certain instances that, yes, he will have, like, a digital kind of mask. I don't know, but should be good. <sighs> Let's see. I refresh. Refresh. Monday that Comcast. Oh, don't. That's loud. Definitely uh, changed him. Ah, Jesus. Sorry, I was refreshing the uh, the YouTube feed. Ah. Oh, I don't have the, there you go. I got the wrong thing up there. Anyways, okay. John Campia loves Toby's package. I have Toby's package, I know. Watch her. <laughs> uh, he been here? There he is. What's going on? She's only asking for 75000 Oh, wow. I, all right, well, that's, oh, wow. I didn't know that was 75000 I didn't see that information. Only ask her. Oh, geez, that's gonna get settled out of court then. Fuck. If it's seventy-five thousand, Bob Iger is just gonna be like, "Here, I think I got some change. I think I got some change right here." Seventy-five thousand. That seems that seems low. I don't know. That's interesting. But maybe it's just to get the point across. Like it's like who cares? It's it's all about the point of of the whole thing. And of course, everything's getting political. Fantastic Four. Well. Since we got that, you know, the date of May next year when it comes to Fantastic Four, we're going to be getting that casting announcement pretty soon. And obviously we already know of one, but it's never been really like officially confirmed. That's what everybody's just kind of wondering, like, is are we going to get the obviously the four of them? And maybe, you know, if Dr. Doom is in there, we're going to get that casting as well. Why aren't they announcing the four yet? And obviously we got Pedro Pascal that has been kind of unofficially confirmed to play Reed Richards. But somebody at SAG-AFTRA made an oopsies apparently this week. And S was getting tossed around everywhere. But there is a little bit more to it. But I just I saw it on my feed and I went, oh, OK, that's interesting. So 
Here's what happened. According to Fantastic Four updates, Pedro Pascal attended the SAG-AFTRA Foundation Conversations career retrospective yesterday. In their bio for Pedro, they revealed that he will begin production on Marvel's Fantastic Four soon. Whoops. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, no big deal. But I remember I saw Rob Keyes from Screen Rant. He posted a tweet today that basically said, eh, it, it wasn't probably anybody officially at the SAG-AFTRA that wrote that in the bio and just and made it just like just gone by the reports that have been out there. So we just put it in there because it looked good. But God knows. I mean, Pedro's a busy guy right now. So who knows what's going to be happening? It might not even happen. And, and to be honest, I'm still I love I like Pedro a lot. But I don't really see him as Reed Richards. Is he going to kill it? Absolutely. But, man, he's just so busy with The Last of Us and The Mandalorian, even though he's not really doing them. He's not really in the costume. But so there you go. There was that. That was floating around. If you've been hungry for Fantastic Four updates, there you go. Enjoy it. Make it last. God knows when we're going to get more. Hopefully soon. <sighs> Good old Pedro. Dwayne Johnson. All right. Has his popularity kind of like... I can't really whistle. <laughs> I tried to whistle and I totally fucked that up. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. I should add a sound effect right there. Uh, yeah, I, I never really learned how to... I kind of can whistle sometimes, but I never really learned how to whistle. There you go. Learn something new about me. Um... No, when it comes to Dwayne Johnson, obviously his popularity is is on the decline. And I would say, you know, a couple of years ago, it kind of started. I mean, even for me, I, I, I always was like, ah, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson. I always liked him and liked his movies. But then, you know, when it came to the Black Adam and the delays and the reshoots and hearing the things behind the scenes and him, him, him trying to go for DC Studios. And I was like, what is going on here, Dwayne? What are we doing here? And the fact that it's like, you know, the Henry Cavill stuff, which was like, great, Henry Cavill's back. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what, 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 what exactly is going on here when it comes to what he was trying to do with all that? So I started to be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like now I was starting to just kind of open my eyes on the whole Dwayne Johnson thing because I'm going, okay, he's been in big movies. He's like considered like one of the biggest movie stars or if not the biggest movie stars star. But anytime that he had a movie just himself that was an original movie, it didn't really do better. It didn't really do good at the box office, right? It was always part of a franchise, either Fast Five or Jumanji. That was already, already an existing franchise. It was like, okay, is... What's going on here? Like, I mean, he, the way he started off, which I thought was cool, I like his earlier movies, like The Rundown, uh, Gridiron Gang, Walking Tall. Those were great small action movies, which he built up to become this action star. But then all of a sudden, it was just like, he was just being put in like these franchises. And it was like, okay. He was like this smaller kind of type of actor. I mean, even Gridiron Gang wasn't even an action movie. That was actually just a good movie, good drama. And then, of course, they were trying to, even before that, they were trying to put him in, like, you know, like the Tooth Fairy or the Game Changer. Or, well, I don't know, one of those movies, you know, those, like, family-type movies. But what happened recently is now, all of a sudden, the fans who like wrestling seem to be turning on him. And that's where he all, that's where he started when it came to entertainment. 
Now it seems like wrestling fans don't want him. Don't want him back because apparently he came back and stole some thunder from Cody Rhodes. And if you just scroll through We Want Cody, you just see the love that Cody Rhodes gets and Dwayne Johnson does not. I mean, look at this tweet right here. Look at the ratio. Retweet for Rock, like for Cody. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that ratio right there. But it just seems like everybody's all about this, all about Cody and not about Dwayne Johnson. Now, I'm not a wrestling guy. I got into it when I was a kid. I even had one of those wrestling buddies, the Hulk Hogan one. Those were cool. But I never, but I ever, but then I, you know, I turned 10. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm not making fun of wrestling fans. It's fine. I get it. Enjoy. I, I just, I just, I, I just never got back into it after, you know, when I was, when I uh, got a little older. I just never got into it. And some people just, they're diehard fans. Enjoy yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Fine. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, I talk about superheroes all the time. It's basically the same thing. Tights and big buff dudes. So I don't really know, like when it comes to wrestling, I'm not really like big time educated about this. But I, b- but at first when I was hearing all this, I'm like, is this all a ruse? Is this all theatrics? Because that's what wrestling is. Is this all just a thing because it's theatrics? Are they just kind of building up to something? Or have people just, people just losing interest in Dwayne Johnson? I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And I will say, too, like when it comes to Dwayne Johnson, he he went on the Joe Rogan experience, Joe Rogan's podcast. And when I was watching that or listening to it, listening to him talk about a lot of things, he he comes off not authentic sometimes. Like when he was talking to Joe about certain things, it just sometimes it didn't sound sound authentic. It just sounded fake. I'm like, okay. He's not sounding, and, and it sucks because Joe Rogan is always supposed to be like the real, like if he's talking to somebody, it's always like relaxed and he's going to like ask maybe some good questions and blah, blah, blah. But not even Joe like pressed him on certain questions because Joe has talked about Dwayne Johnson taking, you know, steroids at his age and being all big of his. And he's always been like, Dwayne, he's all, The Rock's totally juiced up. God, no, I mean, obviously not taking like, you know, what, big time bodybuilder. So people were disappointed that Joe didn't bring that up. And he probably was told not to bring it up. So that kind of sucked. That was kind of a disappointing podcast. I mean, it was not all disappointing, but it just seemed like there was like something kind of fake about him. And Joe wasn't asking like questions that people wanted him to ask. I don't know. It seemed a little, seemed a little, it was a little disappointing, I will say. But yeah, I'm just saying like now that you lost wrestling fans, that's like, holy shit. Well, he's got that A24 movie that's going to be coming out. He didn't get, you know, he's had some disappointments. And now he's got the UFL, which is a combination of that USFL football league and the XFL because they're both failing. So let's combine and fail together because that's going to fail. He didn't get DC Studios, but hey, it's like, all right, you don't have to be the big, huge, you know, name anymore. I mean, it's, it's going to happen in the business. People just get kind of tired of you. And then he's going to end up running for president in what, 2030 something? Maybe that's next for him. Who knows? Well, that was all the topics right there. Let's see. What are you guys talking about? Cody Rhodes actually has a story, a buildup. Dwayne comes and goes when he wants to and buries whoever. See? Okay. See, it's stuff like that. It seems like he always just needs like a fix. 
Dwayne is getting kind of annoying pushing his way around. He knocked Cody out of the WrestleMania event. Ah, okay. See? Cody Rhodes actually has a story. Yeah, okay. I like The Rock in WWE more than movies. The Young Rock TV show hints at why Rock sent his buddy Nick Khan to rise to power and take over WWE from within and push Vince out. Okay. I want The Rock to run for president so I can get Brondo from the tap. There you go. I feel like The Rock is getting a little tired of doing... Yeah, I mean, maybe he is. And hopefully that A24 movie can actually, like, maybe, you know, show that he could do some acting. <laughs> you know, because he's always just the same guy. But like I said, his earlier, earlier movies, I loved his earlier stuff. Maybe not like the Tooth Fairy, but, you know. All right, let's go some Twitter questions. Let's see what we have here. Eric, speaking of the Moana, for some reason I could not say that at the beginning. Moana. I was like, Mona? Moana? What? Apparently it's a repurposing of what was going to be in the Disney Plus miniseries. Kind of reminds me of how Toy Story 2 was originally going to be another on-the-cheap direct-to-video sequel, but we but was refilmed into a masterpiece. I don't know if that thing was actually filmed. It's all computer generated. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, well, one of the things when it comes to Disney and their series, again, I, I think when they announced that there was, it was going to be a sequel series that was still during the whole pandemic stuff and they thought people were at home, but there's no money in doing it. So you might as well release it out in theaters and get some money in the box office. Because that, that odds are the money is going to be coming. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question one. If The Rock's popularity continues to decline, could he start to not be able to be in that many more big Hollywood movies? Yeah, I think it's already happening. God knows what's going to happen with the next Fast movie. I know, like, Hobbs came back. And remember, they tried to do, they did Hobbs and Shaw. They keep on saying, oh, there's going to be another sequel to that. But we haven't heard anything when it comes to that. Who knows? Question two. Based off... What we have seen from the Penguin set photos, safe to say the crime, civil war, or whatever's happening will attract Batman or big implications that'll lead to the Batman part two. Yes, I think that's what Matt Reeves kind of even hinted at that. Question number three, with the set photos of Daredevil Born Again coming out left and right, is it a no-brainer it's going to be just as good as a Netflix series, especially with it all connected with the, within the MCU? I sure as hope so. The, the, all the set photos are looking fan-freaking-tastic. Devon Wooter. Hey, Dave, do you think James Gunn will make Harley Quinn join the Bat family in Brave and the Bold? No, I highly, highly doubt that. And Dave, I know this will never happen, but how crazy to see Robert Downey Jr. as Brainiac. Ah, that, that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't hate it. That would be nuts. I think people would go, oh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I always thought Benedict, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He always had that voice. That would be pretty good. But that won't happen. Uh, Mr. Nobody, when it comes to studio drama, who wins by sucking more, sucking more, Disney or WBD? Seems like Universal is the top dog, top dog for now. Good for them. Yeah, they definitely seem to be up there. Um, I think WBD, <laughs> it's still right now. Ah, oh, Jamon Watson, what happened? Jamon Watson said, if Deadpool and Wolverine have white eyes, so can Batman. Make it like the animated series. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that's always the question. Always the question about the white eyes. If James Gunn and Andy Muschietti want to make their Batman different, 
from what's come before and what Matt Reeves is doing, put the white eyes in. Just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, hopefully it works because again, one of the very first things that I asked Zach, Zach Snyder, when he came on Vodka stream was the white eyes. And he always just said like, well, the actor has to emote through their eyes. So you can't really get that emotion if you have the white eyes, but maybe you don't need to have like big time emotion. I don't know. But I think Brave and the Bold, they should they should try it. I think they should try it. And maybe they will. I don't know. All right, guys. Um, that's it for uh, the show. Like I said, members only stream after this. So if you want to join that, become a member, join the family. And like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about some things when it comes to Disney and, and what the hell's happening over there. So, uh, like I said, just join that. Join the family. Much appreciated. Members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Look, look forward on your feed. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. we got the uh, DC Fanimated with Scott. So that'll be at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, the Vodka Stream on Friday. Might have a guest. We'll see. All right, guys. Love you. Follow me on all the sock meds if you haven't already. And uh, appreciate you uh, spending some time with me. All right. Talk to you later.